For decades, we've helped Tom's family with parenting, adoption, and what it means to be pro-life. It's just typical of the way Focus on the Family has worked over the years. They just provide very practical, biblically-based things that help people to make the right choice and, and support people in ways that really are necessary. That's why Tom and his wife give monthly, to encourage and equip other families. Focus on the family is out on the front lines of things that you know are necessary in the culture and in, in the community, and we as Christians are called to support God's work in that way. It's just a blessing to us to be a part of it. I'm Jim Daly. I'm inviting you to give monthly so that together we can save even more families. Join our Friends of Focus on the Family team by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family parenting podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. All right, you've told your child time and time and time and time again. It's like a thousand times, and they're still ignoring you. How do you keep your cool? I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. And Danny, at the point when you are losing your mind and the anger starts to boil over, who is in control? Yeah, and we want our kids to be successful. And I've heard some parents say, I'm a very patient parent. <laughs> but then they explode because of the thousand times yeah, that they've asked yeah, yeah, I'm patient to do until something. I'm not. <laughs> right. And then they blow up. It is, it's really important for a parent to teach their child and train their child to know that you say it once and then there's a consequence. Either you did it or you didn't do it. But there has to be a clear and consistent limit or consequence at the end of that. One exercise that I use a lot in my practice with families on this topic of picking up your things, <laughs> right? That's a common yeah, one, right? Yeah, yeah. In the house. Hey, pick that up, pick that up. Is uh, reminding them before they go to bed, is there anything out that you don't want to go in our buy-back box? And so if, if they say, yeah, there's nothing, you can go around, pick that all up, put in that buy-back box. And if they say, hey, where are my shoes? Where's this? Where's that? Where's my computer? You go, oh, you know what? That's going to cost you. You can start off with 50 cents per item oh, that I they want to buy back. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you can up it to a dollar, yeah, right? Yeah. And if they haven't touched any of those things in the box for a couple weeks, then you donate those things. It's a good way to declutter the home, simplify it a bit, because maybe there's too many things. Now, to you've got to be able to live by this same kind of concept, that's right. right? That's right. And that's, that's a hard one. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough one where you have to be um, clear and consistent and they will learn to listen the first time if there's something that happens. If you just keep reminding, they'll wait till you're the loudest hmm. and uh, maybe out of control. It, and then never get scared goes well. <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't go well. Well, uh, two of our guests uh, here at Focus on the Family that are so good on this topic, they've written extensively about boundaries, are Drs. John Townsend and Henry Cloud. And they had some really solid tips on what to do when you're ready to erupt at your child because they're not listening. Um, and here are uh, John and Henry as they talk to Focus President Jim Daly and me. One mom that I know, she feels really frustrated as a parent, um, and she gets angry, and it's actually beyond the point then of uh, where you want to be, isn't it? Uh, once you hit that anger, that emotion, or where you're right. shaming your kids, you've kind of gone two or three or four steps beyond what you would recommend. Walk us through that example. Well, you've become the kid. 
<laughs> that really hurts, John. Are you, are you sure about that? You're out of gas, and you're frustrated, and the laundry Par- came in late. And Parenting is an adult task, and there should be an adult in the room there somewhere. There needs to be an adult. <laughs> okay, but let me ask you that question. Why is the adult, why do we break down? How do our kids have such power to break us down to act like children? I don't think it's the kids' power. I think it's the choices we have, like, in the three or four hours before we have the interaction with picking up your toys or, you know, talk nice or whatever. And we talked yesterday on the show, Jim, about how um, a lot of times when your kid can hook you like that and, you know, the the ongoing protest or whatever, most of the times if you're flipping out or pulling your hair out or whatever, you haven't gotten your tank full of the support you need. You know, the Bible says in Second Corinthians 1, we're supposed to comfort each other with the comfort with which we're comforted. Did you go through a dry period or have you been taking care of a million people? You've been isolated? That's how your kid hooks you. So I don't blame the kid on that. I blame the fact that mom was probably unsupported, felt uh, alone, felt helpless, and that's what leads to that kind of attitude. Mm. Most of that feeling of being out of control comes from the fact that we are out of control because we cannot control the behavior of a child. And when you realize Mm -hmm. that, that the fruit of the Spirit is self-control, that your goal is for the kid to be in control of himself or herself, then you ask the question, okay, so what do I need to be in control of to make that happen? So I need to be in control of giving the instruction and giving the consequences. The kid is totally in control of what they want to do with that. They choose A, B is going to happen. They choose C, D is going to happen. But you've got to realize you're trying to get the kid in control of themselves and not control your kid. And and sometimes the most helpful thing is to realize I can't make the kid like this or like me or say thank you, please give me another rule. If we can kind of give up that need for the child to see reason and the lights come on and realize they're going to get mad and be pouty at me and and argumentative, but I can control what I do with that, all of a sudden you're not trying to control the whirlwind, which is not, you know, your backyard anyway. Uh, Let's start with this. What is happening in the parent? What are they lacking in their maturity and their emotional IQ um, to allow it to escalate? And we're all guilty of it at different times. I mean, there's buttons in us that our kids, they learn very quickly how to push those buttons Mm -hmm. and get a reaction out of us. What do we need to know about ourselves as parents so that we can better manage our emotions as we deal with our children? Well, I think number one is the feeling of powerlessness. You know, in the moment, you're wanting the kid to do something. They're not doing it, so you feel powerless. And whenever we feel powerless, then we begin to amp up. Because you're backed into a corner. Yeah, it's exactly like the proverb says, the angry person is like a city without walls. So what we have to realize is at that point, I've lost my boundaries. The kid has control of me. My first step is not with the kid. My first step is with myself. And, the, and maybe I need to, I need the time out. I need mm-hmm. to step back and say, mm-hmm. let me think about this. What are my best options here? And I need to calm down. And then I have choices. Now, again, you know, we talk about this a lot. You're not going to win these in the moment. You got to back up and say, okay, what conversations do I need to have about setting the expectations of what I'm wanting from a child, as well as if they don't do it, what's going to happen? And then in the moment, I have some tools. And when parents feel like they have tools, they don't feel powerless. Mm. Well, you know, Danny, uh, Doctors Cloud and Townsend have some great ways of putting this stuff. There needs to be an adult in the room, and um, it's got to be me, right? Don't descend into the emotional level of the child. It's 
A little easier to say that, though, than to actually do that sometimes. And the reality is demands begin to squeeze out bad parenting. So we, we, we carry in stress back into the home, and we're hoping that our kids will listen, will obey, because if everyone participates, things will go well. <laughs> it doesn't always turn out that way. And so it is a known fact that stress can make a good parent bad pretty fast. And so for us as parents, we have to be aware, what is our stress level? entering the stresses of parenting, Mm. because there will be stresses in parenting. As you walk into the house, a lot of unexpected, and that wasn't supposed to happen moments, and then moments where your own kids are bringing their stress, and as you're looking at them across the table, and they're not maybe listening to you, or they have their own things, maybe that's why dinner time was created by God, for us to connect and really be present with one another, know what's going on in each other's lives, so we can have compassion Mm -hmm. towards each other and understanding and communicate that, put it out on the table, and then from there move to the next thing. And, and a good way to start as a parent, and I've, I've, I don't always start this way, and uh, I have to say I've had moments of frustration where I bring stress in, and, and I have to back out and say, wait a minute, okay, this is just not going to go well. Um, it, it, it would be good to say, hey, I noticed that you've had a lot on your plate, Alex. That's my son. And I've, I've asked you to do this already a couple times. Now, this is creating frustration and and something between us. What do you think we need to do? But you have to get their attention because most of the time kids do want to have a good relationship with their parents and they want to please their parents. They Mm. really do. They have so many things on their plate, so many things happening. They get distracted or they go, no, this is more important. They decide that. But you think this is more important. It's good to get in line and that is sitting down and saying, okay, here's, here's what's happening. And it's just not going well right yeah. now. Let's figure this out. Okay. And Alex says, I don't care. He says, he says I yeah. don't care. Let's role play this. Well, I would say, you know, I care about this, Alex. And well, that's, that's okay. Deal, if you Dad. don't care, that's, that's all right. Deal. And what's going to happen is here's the consequence. I uh-huh. just want to be clear for, with you. I want you to be successful. And I don't want you to have this. But this is what's going to happen if you don't do that. But so what's, ex- what's an example of a consequence? Let, uh, let's say it's, uh, you know, putting stuff away. He okay. left stuff outside. All right. So then uh, I would say the and next time... And how old time, is he at this time? 16. All right. Oh, he wants to go so to... this is an adult-ish kind of yeah. conversation. Yeah. So he wants to go with some friends. Yeah. I say, hey, you know, that one time it took you about an hour to get that cleaned up. I need your hour now before you go with your friends. That's not fair, Dad. Yeah. It's not. But that's I'm going to miss it. Clear. I shouldn't even do it. Yeah. And, and, and that's and, okay. And it escalates. And now he's controlling the situation by arguing with you. And you're wanting to take the bait. Well, you, the tendency would be to want to. Yeah. But that's, when you, that's where you, with your lid, there you, go. you look at him with calmness and say, hey, I can see. That would be frustrating. We'll, we'll go in an hour. Yeah, sorry, so. sorry, Alex. I'm not going to flip my lid on this one. Yeah. I'm just going to be <laughs> gonna right here. Close. Yeah. 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 Well, Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend have written extensively about boundaries, and they have a great book. It's called Boundaries for Kids, and it really is appropriate for kids of pretty much any age, uh, from toddler to teen, uh, get a copy of the book. It's our thank you gift when you join the support team here at Focus on the Family. You know, we've got uh, millions of people we're talking with every day through radio and YouTube videos and more, and uh, tens of thousands of parents are helped every month by Focus on the Family. Why don't you be a part of the support team, have uh, an impact on families around the world. We'll send that book, Boundaries for Kids, as our thank you gift. You can find out how to donate and get other great resources 
uh, at our website and uh, also by calling us. All the details are in the show notes. Next time, we'll have our guests back as they offer a remedy for toddlers who scream and scream and scream when they don't get their way. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the entire team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. <music>